0: Carl Calabrese is with us on the Trocare College live line here on WBEN, Republican strategist, looking at last night's Republican presidential debate with four candidates on the stage, a panel of three women moderators on News Nation. Carl, did anyone gain, anyone fall last night? (laughs) First of all,
1: the debate was a half hour too long, as most of these debates are. Uh, The big winner last night was Donald Trump, because I didn't hear or see anything that would take away from his massive lead in many of these states. Uh, And the second big winner was Joe Biden because the Republican candidates spent so much time attacking each other on issues that Joe Biden is extremely vulnerable on. Uh, Corruption, taking foreign money, uh, promoting the transgender agenda, Uh, you know, they they called each other fascists. I mean, you, you can use that term Given what, for for Joe Biden, given what he has done to the Justice Department, the FBI, how his administration has collaborated with big tech to censor people, uh, and yet they they train their fire on each other. And it was very, frankly, it was very disappointing to see that. The... I
0: don't know, Carl. I just like, The debates on News, no offense to News Nation, but the debates on News Nation, a lot of people don't know where the channel is. It doesn't have the front runner there. And even though we are close to the caucus, people still aren't really thinking about voting in a primary. Uh, you know, at least that probably goes for a lot of people here in New York. What impact could it possibly have?
1: Well, very little, very little, Brian, unless somebody makes a you know, just a gigantic mistake and essentially commits, you know, suicide on air, uh, they're not going to have that much impact. These, these early contests, especially Iowa, uh, the caucus is not going to be won by a, a television debate, you know, in the middle of December on a Little watched, little known TV station. It's going to be won by grassroots organization, getting people out in January on a, what's probably going to be a very cold, blustery Iowa night, going to gyms and meet and fire halls, and spending three and four hours. That's how long it takes to vote in these caucuses. You, you just don't walk in, walk into a machine, cast the vote, and leave. It's an all you know, an all evening type of endeavor that really takes work. It takes a lot of grassroots organization, and that's what's going to that's what's going to win. And, and Iowa has been noted for uh, advancing, at least um, at least allowing second and third and fourth place people to advance to the next primary, which of course is New Hampshire. And I'm thinking, you know, look look at who has who has won the Iowa caucus over the years. Ted Cruz won it. Uh, Mike Huckabee won it. Rick Santorum won Iowa. None of them got the Republican endorsement at the end, but they all won Iowa. They got a certain amount of momentum going into New Hampshire. In those three cases, the momentum died shortly after that, but for a while, they had a buzz about them. And that, that could happen again, I, although I, I doubt it right now, and, and unless I see other numbers. Trump has a sizable lead of about 30 points in Iowa. But again, the caution is, it's very difficult to poll a caucus state much easier to pull a primary state, but a caucus state is a different animal. So those are the unknowns right now. But uh, I, Trump has a big lead in all of the all of these primaries anywhere from thirty to forty points.
0: Nikki Haley seemed to be on the defensive a lot last night. She seemed to have a target on her back. Is she perceived as a threat by the others?
1: For second place, yes. Um, in in many of these polls in the early states, she has, now moved into second place ahead of DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis has fallen off in New Hampshire. And last poll I saw in New Hampshire, he was actually in fourth place behind uh, Trump, Haley, and Christie. And so they they certainly uh, see her as the second place threat. And you saw that last night, the fact that, that they trained their, their fire on her throughout the night. I mean, it was Uh, It was quite obvious that she was the target last night, and they all want to get her out of second place and move into second
0: place. How much of uh, what we saw yesterday are are we expecting to see on the big stage? And I'm thinking about the topics that were touched on. Uh, You know, some of them, I think, hit, some of them not. And then, uh, of course, there's only so often... You can only rehash the same topics, right, so many times in these debates. So I guess you do have to switch it up. But were there certain topics you heard and you heard the candidates on, you said, you know what, this could actually be a good issue going forward into next year?
1: Well, you're right. The the issues tend to keep repeating themselves. There there was one issue that came up last night, and and I've been following this issue for the last year, and that is the extent to which the progressive left – uh, has infiltrated and taken over just about every one of our critical institutions in this country, from from academia, uh, even even high schools. We saw that with the teacher corps during uh, uh, COVID and what they were teaching. Uh, they've taken taken over corporations. Not for profits, big tech, entertainment, professional organizations like the AMA. Uh, it, it really has been. Carl, an Carl, expensive. Carl. I'm sorry,
0: just because we're running out of time, I want to yeah. stop you because I want to follow up on this point because you're you're almost hitting on exactly what I was thinking of and asking that question. I how much how much can you focus on that? Because on one hand, when they're talking about transgender bathrooms at the debate, who is How many Americans is that impacting? Like, how many people are having a dinner table discussion about this? Like, how is that brought up in the debate? On the other hand, I'm looking at these interns at the White House writing a letter to the president saying you need to reverse course on uh, the war that's happening right now between Israel and Hamas and saying, well, you you got a point there, Carl. Like, where do you draw the line on how to address some of these topics?
1: Yeah, it's a tough topic to address. You're absolutely right. But people feel it, especially the transgender issue as it relates to children. People have said, you know, it's one thing to talk about it philosophically and, and kind of, you know, theoretically. But when people feel that their children are under threat, that this agenda is being pushed on them, that th- their parole as a parent is being, is being uh, uh, diminished, they get angry about that. that. That is the bridge too far. And uh, that is happening in many cases. You see it around the country. So I, I think it's kind of an under-the-radar screen issue right now. I think the three people who understand the extent of the, the damage and the uh, current damage and the future damage to our society, Trump certainly gets it. Ramaswamy gets it. He wrote a book about it. And DeSantis DeSantis gets it because of what he has done in Florida with Disney and critical race theory and uh, transgender issues, uh, you know, with surgeries and puberty blockers and and stopping that from happening. Uh, So the three of them get it. How well they articulated at this point, they're just scratching the surface, Brian. But, you know, it's an an issue out there. And as these issues continue to crop up, um, it becomes more prevalent just again, how extensive the progressive left has reached into our major institutions and make are making decisions now that can affect people's everyday lives.
0: Carl, thank you. Appreciate it. That's Republican strategist Carl Calabrese. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover
1: the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s?
0: Here.
1: Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.